Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 231. I'm your host, Alejandro Veda. You have now pushed play to another blazing week, and I got to tell you what a blazing week it has been. The weather is so hot outside. I don't know if you guys have been aware of how hot it's been this last couple of weeks. I mean, we've been in the hundreds uh, since probably last week, and it doesn't seem like it's going to go away till. Probably next week, and still, we're still be in the high 98s. Um, but this whole week until Monday, we'll be in the uh, low hundreds. So I just want to continue to just tell you guys, just make sure you guys are hydrated. Make sure you guys are not out there in the heat without any water, without any shade. Uh, don't be one of those people because it is definitely hot this week. And I just want to tell you guys how proud I am for what you guys have been doing for the podcast these last couple of weeks. We've been running those numbers up like crazy. Um, we had a big week maybe like a month ago. But this, this, this week has to be my second best week of the year. I mean, guys, you guys are going crazy on the podcast. I just want to continue to bring you guys content every week, every Thursday. I want to give you guys something new, something different. Um, and, you know, this is this is a great start of the week for me as Thursday is one of those days where I just want to push myself and I just want to get myself better and better every week. And if you've been listening to the podcast uh, since the, you know, the birth of the podcast, we've gone a long way, not only with how crisp our sound is, uh, but also just the guests that we've been bringing on and also just the work that we've been putting in. And I just want to continue to just let you guys know you guys can find this podcast every Thursday. Every Thursday there's going to be content coming out from the Blaze Podcast. Um, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple. You can find us on Anchor. You can find us basically anywhere you get your, your uh, podcasts at. But one thing I want to let you guys know is make sure you guys are rating the podcast on any streaming platform that you're listening to. Just go ahead and give it a star. Give it a thumbs up. You know, just let us know how we're doing. Every week, you know, we try to make different changes to the pod, try to make it a little bit better than the last. So I just, I'm just glad that you guys are here with me this week. You know, we're, we're together and we're, and we're safe and we're having a great one, trying to stay positive. Uh, that's one focus that I've been trying to have this week. You know, as as these weeks turn into months and months turns into years, and I've been slowly just seeing how this time is moving at a rapid at a rapid pace. You know, I, I I've been trying to slow down and really be grateful for what I have, for what is in front of me, uh, for what I have been able to do, and also what I'm going to be doing. Um, this past week, you know, uh, had a lot of work for the pod, uh, especially for uh, the Blaze Talks number 15, which I want to remind you guys will be coming out tomorrow. And that will be featuring J-Lab Basketball and Diamond Fitness. But having these people on the pod is important. Um, these people are important into our uh, local community. And I just want to welcome them and let them know that, you know, we're here to support everything local on this podcast. So this is one thing that I've been wanting to keep doing for the Blaze Talks, for the Blaze Podcast, for uh, 
especially my own kind of mental, you know, hearing from these guests, uh, hearing, you know, strictly from them having their own message and uh, me trying to relay that message to you guys, you know, it really gives me something as well. So I hope, you know, throughout this whole process of uh, the pod, through the interviews uh, and everything else, I just hope that you guys are aware that, you know, we are real people. We have real problems. Nothing here is perfect. Nothing here is glamorous. Um, this podcast is an independent podcast. This podcast is definitely something that is worth working for. Um, four or five years ago, when we first started, you know, we, it might have been just something that I, I, I might have wanted to do. But now this is something that I want to create, something that I want to get better at. Um, and just trying to just give you guys everything I have. So make sure you guys are being aware of that Blaze Talks tomorrow. Like I said, it's going to be J-Live Basketball uh, and Diamond Fitness, which, you know, they're, they're going to be two, uh, two, two entities in our a- athletic <clears throat> realm here in Fresno that are probably going to be taking huge steps in the next couple of years. Um, but, you know... Since talking to them, I definitely wanted to implement a little bit more to my workouts uh, this past week. I was a little bit more motivated. Uh, I ended up going to play basketball last Sunday. uh, And I got to tell you, I was not ready to be running in that heat. Uh, Right around, we we went around 8, 8 a.m. And uh, right around 9, 30, 10, we was already feeling that damn heat. Um, it was already like 97, 98 right there at nine o'clock in the morning. Um, and if you know, you know, you, you, you're out there breathing hard and all you could feel is that hot air in your lungs. It was not a great feeling, but at the same time I had so much fun and it was just something that I really want to continue to do every week, even if it's just by myself. Even if I'm shooting by myself or if I'm just dribbling by myself, um, I think Sundays are going to be probably those days for me that I'm going to be able to get out there, shoot some hoops, uh, run around a little bit. And I definitely need to start running a little bit more just because I was gassed out, especially around the second game. You know, I, I played pretty well. I would I would say I made a few shots, you know, whatever. But right around the, set, the, the third or fourth game, your boy was gassing, missing layups left and right. And, you know, I'm not going to say I'm the best basketball player, but I definitely don't miss that many layups. So I I was out there gassed out, and I I, I realized that the workouts that I have been doing, you know, they're not translating into the basketball realm. So I've been trying to uh, do some research, start utilizing uh, some of my bands and the swimming pool to start uh, doing some basketball workouts. Um, but still being on top of my workouts as well throughout the week, you know, I just been trying to get better at everything about myself. I mean, you know, my workouts, just my personality, just how my energy has been, my breathing, whatever you want to, whatever you want to think it is, I've been trying to get better at it, especially, uh, with my workouts, just because it has been translating through other aspects of my life you know I've been feeling so much better getting up in the morning I'm feeling so much better just by stretching um so I just have to stay disciplined you know uh discipline is the only thing that I really 
didn't didn't have growing up. You know, I've, I've had heart, I had a grind, I had all this, all these other qualities, but discipline was something that I always, you know, I had a great area with. So I'm trying to just get myself into gear, try to get myself out there a little bit more, and really push myself as you know the time as my time. I'm 35 years old, so I, you know my time is slowly slipping away. I'm just trying to get into a better regimen, better routine, daily routine at least. And, you know, this past week also what has helped me do that was we had our trash pickup for our uh, location in in the uh, city. Um, And I got to tell you, me and my wife killed that shit. Uh, We ended up throwing tons of stuff away this past week that has been just piling up in our house. And finally, we've been able to get that out of our house. So, our house is looking pretty pretty nice right now. Even our outside, we ended up having to throw away some old solar panels, um, an old, <clears throat> what would you call it, uh, water heater, um, different, different uh, stuff around the backyard that, you know, you just put in the corner and then you don't touch for a whole year. So... That was one thing that I really wanted to get done this week, and that's something that we did get done. And you know, to me, that's start, that's staying disciplined at the same time. So I've been learning a lot of things about myself through my workouts and being able to do things that I didn't think I was able to do, like lift that damn uh, solar uh, heater and also those solar panels. Those things were freaking heavy. Uh, but we ended up getting it done. We ended up doing it together. And one thing for sure is that makes me and my wife a lot closer, you know, uh, doing things together. And especially when it's uh, hard work, when it's, you know, you don't want to do it. Uh, we both realize it brings us closer. And that's why we continue to do it together. And without having any complaints, Um that's one thing I like about us is we do things together as a team. And when we do it as a team, we get it done correctly. So I just, I was just so, I would have to say just proud of ourselves, you know, just doing things uh, for ourselves and also just doing things together. That That's a big thing that uh, we've always wanted to do in our relationship. So I don't know, just the week has just been a great week for us. Um, And I just, you know, I'm excited for what's to come uh, this weekend as, you know, we got a lot of things in store for us in the local community. But one thing for sure, make sure you guys check out that Blaze Talks number 15. I I was just talking about it earlier. Uh, J-Lab Basketball, Diamond Fitness. And let's get this week's podcast started. And this week, I want to talk about really the the history of hip-hop and how we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. Um, and this week, I want to talk about the Book of Hove, which was a celebration of the life and the work of Sean Carter, a.k.a. Jay-Z. And this is a great way to celebrate hip-hop, to celebrate one of the best artists in hip-hop. Um, and this installation was created by Rock Nation to celebrate the life and work of Jay-Z. Um, this was has to be one of the best exhibits I've ever witnessed i mean i I didn't go see it but i only saw the pictures and i have to say it's one of the best ones i wish i would be able to go see it um it's for one of brooklyn's most influential figures jay-z who's redefined hip-hop 
music, culture, fashion, basically anything that he's touched, he's touched at a global scale. You know, uh, the Book of Hope features never-before-seen images, art, and the artist's archives providing a really dived-in look at what extraordinary life and just career that Jay-Z had. Um, this was a free and immersive experience in one of the only installations uh, to really scope you know, hip-hop and also to, add, uh, to really have uh, its own active public space uh, and features text, audio, uh, that was curated by the Rock Nation team. Um, and this exhibit will spread through two floors of the Central Library, which will immerse visitors as they walk through the doors. Um, and you can definitely learn more at thebookofhope.com. But one thing I, I, I really wanted to just grasp is, you know, this was a probably a full circle moment for Jay-Z, as, you know, he is known in Brooklyn, but he probably at one time wasn't known as Jay-Z, the man that he is today. So, you know, he probably was not allowed in these uh, exhibits. He probably couldn't afford them or whatever it may be. Um, you know, but having that full circle moment where now they're, they're really uh, previewing your work, your history, your career. Um, and people are able to just look at you and see you as a figure that has pushed the limits. And that's why I think this was a great, great um, exhibit and a good way to really celebrate hip-hop. Um, and the Brooklyn Museum is a museum that is actually located in the city uh, of uh, Brooklyn. At it, It's housed uh, 560 square feet. Um, and it's the second largest that contains an art collection with around 500,000 objects. So it's not it's not a small library. This is a huge library. And I'm just glad that hip-hop has a hold on society. And especially someone like Jay-Z who deserves to be recognized Um as one of the best to ever do it. So I just want to con congratulate Jay-Z and also want to congratulate hip-hop for having such a great run in this in this um, industry. And music right now is a difficult place, but definitely uh, hip-hop shaped it. So I just want to congratulate Jay-Z for this exhibit at the Brooklyn Museum. And I definitely wish I would be able to see... I, I, I wish this, was, this kind of exhibit would have something to like go around the whole United States, you know, um, just to a chance for everybody to witness it, everybody to really um, regurgitate it because nobody really knows his story other than himself. And now that they're able to really put it out there and let people understand like this, this was somebody that turned himself into somebody. This is not somebody that someone made into somebody. He made himself. And that's what a great inspiration is. And that's what I, I want to continue to, uh, to hope leave my legacy just like his. So hopefully you guys are celebrating hip hop this year. Like I said, it's turning 50 years old. So this is a great way to celebrate it. 
So this week, I just wanted to really uh, give you guys a good review of another hip-hop legend that I've uh, really gravitated towards the last five years. He really jumped up on my list to probably be one of my favorite artists of our t all time. Um, and his name is Nas, and he just released his last, his latest album called Magic 2. Um, and Nas is only rapper at his age right now and his status to really consistently create these quality albums and really solidifying himself into being, like I said, the GOAT. Um, there are only a few artists that are capable of releasing five albums in three years. And Nas is one of the only rappers to to really do that at a high volume in such a short period of time. You know, he's 49 years old, and he's having this historic run since, I would have to say, 2020, when uh, he first met Hit Boy and started his work uh, to really put himself in a place where I think his music really has transcended in a way into hip hop. Um, hip Boy's work with Nas really has earned him probably a lot of different credentials as being one of the most important producers to being one of the most influential producers. Um, and each album that they put out together, I feel like they're standalone. Um, and Nas and Hip Boy have really strengthened their uh, camaraderie, you know, their chemistry. Um, and then now, right with this one right now, they have uh, Hip Boy some connection on this magic. Uh, and now they're considered probably one of the greatest duos, you know, musical duos of all time now. Um, he's probably considered... I mean, this duo is probably considered like Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones. Uh, some people are saying that they're the new gang star. Um, but the first collaborative album that they had was uh, King's Disease, which established some heavy, heavy uh, status. Um, and then they ended up dropping King's Disease 2 in 2021. And then that one really cemented what they have been working and the quality that they have been working at. Um, and then last year they had King Disease 3, which was just a victory celebration album to me. Um, they saw that their work was cutting, cutting out for them, um, their work ethic, and you know they're doing this without any features as well. So, months after King's Disease 2, Nas and Hit Boy released Magic, uh, which all these albums were reviewed on the pod um, at one point. And Hit Boy released uh, Magic, and they that then again reaffirmed everybody that that duo and that relationship that they had uh, is something that will never be broken. It's, it, they're, they're striking gold each time now. So Magic broke away from the mold of King's Disease, which I really respect uh, Magic a little bit more, just how much of a hip-hop, real grimy feeling it gives you. 
but it, it is a short project, uh, and it really just had your basic hip-hop loop beats rather than, you know, you, you had your layered real production, and uh, he ended up killing, lyrically killing Magic 1, uh, or Magic, and then uh, with this Magic 2, um, yet again, you know, Hit Boy and Nas uh, created another classic, I would have to say. And this one right here, this Magic 2, stands alone, like I said. All of his albums stand alone by themselves. But this Magic 2, it's different than all the rest of the, the King's Diseases and Magic 1. So I just have to say, you know, for the sequel, this has to be one of my favorites. Uh, but he does reference a lot of King Diseases uh, references. And then he has a lot of the Magic series um, that he created with Hip Boy and, and really uh, pushing those two in the same realm. Um, but it's extremely impressive how quick, how quickly they released this music. You know, usually artists like Nas would take a whole year off, maybe two, maybe three, to complete these bodies of work. But Nas, you know, has turned it really turned into, I would have to say, almost like an athlete. You know, he's been putting out great bodies of work. Um, and just the difference between the sounds is what I like the most is King's Disease 2 or King's Disease Trilogy has a more dynamic feeling. And then this magic uh, feeling is just more raw and hip hop to me. Uh, but this, this the latest magic number two um, has some of the most impressive loops. Um, and even better raps. I think Nas did a great job writing, did a great job just focusing on what he wanted for people to listen to. And he has one of my favorite, favorite features on the, on this album with uh, 50 Cent uh, for Office Hours. That's the, that's the song name. And this feature is just, I don't know, it just feels so right. Um, and then he also has a feature with 21 Savage. Uh, and that was also a great, you know, uh, feature with uh, the song. It's called One Mic, One Gun. Um, and I just like that he's, you know, taking chances and he's really making uh, the listeners more excited for it. Um, so if you haven't listened to any of the King Disease trilogy or if you haven't listened to the Magic sequels, uh, make sure you take a look at this. Uh, probably some of the best work that you'll, you'll listen to in a long time. And especially with hip-hop celebrating 50 years, this has to be a great drop for hip-hop. Uh, my favorite songs off Magic 2 are Abracadabra, Office Hours featuring 50 Cent, and Irvin Magic Johnson. And like I said, all of the, the whole album is definitely something to listen to. Um, 11 songs, about 31 minutes, so it's not too long, it's not too heavy. Um, so let me know what you guys have listened to this week, and let me know if you guys like this Magic 2 from Nas. And this week I want to talk about a new show I've been watching. It's Well, it's not necessarily new, but the new series, is the new season is going to come out soon in August. Uh, but I wanted to talk about Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. 
And this is a sports drama television series created by Max Bornstein and Jim Hetch of HBO, which is based on the book Showtime, Magic, Kareem, Riley, and the Los Angeles Lakers Dynasty of the 1980s by Jeff Perlman. And this is, uh, well, this, they're going to have the new season coming out, but this first season uh, has 10 episodes, which chronicle which really follows the 1980s Showtime era of the Los Angeles Lakers basketball team. Um, it features the NBA stars Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It features an ensemble cast of John C. Riley, Jason Clark, Jason Siegel, Gabby Hoffman, Rob Morgan, and Adrian Brody. Um, this season premiered, I think, last year in March. Um, and the pilot episode was actually directed by Adam McKay. Uh, and now I believe that they have announced in June of 2023 um, that season two will now be released in August 6th, 2023. So this is a show that I definitely, I was missing out on for a long time. You know, everybody was talking about it and there was so much hype, so much also bad, I would say, uh, reviews on it that I didn't want to watch it right then while other people were watching it. I definitely wanted to take it in for myself. Uh, but this the series was has to be one of the most controversial uh, because a lot of, I would have to say there's a lot of uh, inconsistencies within the history uh, in the series. Uh, and I think a lot of the former NBA players, a lot of former NBA coaches um, and basketball historians have spoken out about how they really taken uh, the story and, and how they fabricated it. Uh, but one thing for sure is I still like the history. I still like knowing how the history uh, took place. You know, um, I don't want to give too much away because the show is all about it, you know. Um, it just shows how the Bus family really made a move to invest into the Lakers, which at one point was uh, a dying, uh, was a dying team. You know, the, the, nobody really cared about them. Um, the NBA wasn't as big as it was uh, in today's world uh, or society. Uh, and at the time, you know, uh, being an NBA owner you kind of did things old school way, you know? Uh, but one thing I like about this show is it shows that the Bus family really uh, took a different approach to owning the team and ended up uh, making a successful team, you know? Uh, it was a great release, and I can't wait for the August uh, release coming up. One thing for sure is the episodes are pretty long. Uh, the episodes are about an hour apiece, you know, but... The one thing that I liked about this was uh, Jonah Hill actually had uh, directed the second episode of season one, and it's called Is That All There Is? And he ended up doing an amazing job. Um, I couldn't believe that he they ended up letting, letting him uh, kind of direct that, that episode. And it made me realize, you know, um, how creative that the show is because... Throughout the whole series of one, not not one episode is has the same feel as the other. So, it's a great watch. I think there's a lot to be learned about 
uh, the Lakers and the history of the Lakers. So this is a good way to learn about it. Um, I know it's an HBO exclusive, so they're going to be watching. If you're going to be watching the second um, season, it will be only on HBO at first. Uh, but then it will probably come out on Hulu or whatnot. But I definitely been watching this on uh, on my streaming uh, Cody uh, just because uh, I, I I needed to watch it because the new episodes are going to come out. I don't want to be too behind on the story. So make sure you check out Winning Time: The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty is a great watch, and I just hope that you guys enjoyed it. So make sure you let me know what you guys are watching and let me know what movies to watch uh, in the upcoming weeks i mean i've been kind of stagnant with with what what is out and uh so let me know what you guys are thinking and this week i just want to talk about you know the tupac shakur investigation that has been continuing um with this homicide with las vegas police issuing a new search warrant you know this was after a long 25 years since he died uh, being shot four times in, in the car in Las Vegas. Uh, but the police have now served a new search warrant in relation to the unsolved murder. Um, on July 17th, the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department searched a home in uh, nearby Las Vegas community a few miles away from the Las Vegas Strip where uh, Tupac was killed um, after being caught in a drive-by shooting. Um Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department can confirm a search warrant was served in Henderson, uh, Nevada on July 17, 2023 as part of that on ongoing investigation uh, for Tupac Shakur's homicide. Um, we will have no further comments, the police say, uh, but they did give a, a brief statement about uh, the, the um, search warrant. Uh, the rapper is one of the most beloved, one of the most respected, and probably the most influential artists of our time. Uh, he died on September 7th of 96 at the age of 25. Um, he's one of the, the most, I would say, dominant artists of our time right now. Um, Tupac music still being listened to, still being praised. Um, and he's probably one of my favorites of all time as well. But Shakur's death was investigated by uh, federal authorities in both Vegas and L.A. And no one has ever been arrested for the crime. But Nevada does not have a statute of limitations for prosecuting homicide cases. So, therefore, the investigation into Shakir's death has been ongoing. And through it, has been an, an active uh, for most of the time for nearly three decades. But Shakir received his Hollywood Walk of Fame uh, earlier this year. And friends and the family members really con uh, came together to really uh, honor his legacy. Uh, but today... You know, besides honoring that that uh, star on the sidewalk, you know, people are still uh, fighting for his death. And I, I feel like, you know, the only way he can really pay tribute to Tupac is really finding his murder um, and the contributions that other people might have had with it. You know, um, there was a... 
there was a drama documentary on Netflix not too long ago that we uh, watched uh, on his death. And I just wanted to just talk about this because it is so close uh, to to the date of his death, but also uh, just how this is turning into being such a, you know, cat chase or, or mouse chase, you would say. Um, and I, I just feel like for his mom, which, you know, they've had a huge connection, um, it must be something that that must hurt, but also might feel some kind of closure uh, knowing that they might have a suspect into this homicide. So I just wanted to talk about it just to let people know, you know, uh, the police have not given up on this case and it shows that uh, people that don't let up the issue you know uh, some kind of justice justice will be served for them so i just want to say rest in peace to tupac and i hope that you know we could find some evidence or something uh to kind of cl- close this case it, it's just been too long uh since they've had any work done on this case or even on the Biggie Smalls case, which, you know, a lot of people have different opinions on and different outlooks on it, but it's a crazy situation that I just want to let you guys know that's happening. So make sure you guys are keeping up with the news. Now let's talk about the lawsuit filed against city of Fresno over naming of Cesar Chavez Boulevard. Um, a group of local businesses and also some residents have filed a lawsuit against the city of Fresno after they named several streets. Um, a vote of the Fresno City Council on March 9th allowed for Ventura, California, and Kings Canyon Avenues to be renamed Caesar Chavez Boulevard. The renaming impacts more than 10 miles of the street. Um, and the group named One Community Compact claims that the city gave no notice of the change to those directly affected. So there's been a lawsuit officially filed by the group on Friday. And there has not been any news uh, about any pending litigation. Uh, but it, it's a crazy situation. And people are claiming that it's anti-Latino. And I'm not a big advocate of saying that because, you know, residents have their right, uh, I feel like, to hold on to anything that they feel like could help them in any way. Like, the name Cesar Chavez might not help them, but, um, you know, having... having it named Ventura Street or uh, California Avenue might be have a different sound to it. But the lawsuit claims that the city didn't take into account that the historic nature of the existing streets and also they didn't, consi- they didn't consider the financial impact of the name change for the thousands of residents, businesses along that area. Um, so I could understand why these... Uh, these um, Residents are getting kind of infuriated with the city. Uh, I don't think it's anti-Latino. There's other places where they have Cesar Chavez. And I I feel like they they have some sort of, I don't know, just 
they they want to name everything Cesar Chavez these days, and uh, it, it's good. You know, I understand like we need to have the, some representation, but when it's a whole corridor, ten miles of street, it it just doesn't make sense to me. But you know, everybody has their own issue with it, and my issue is just basically if the surrounding area doesn't want to do it, why would you why would you force you know the neighbors to do it? Um, it's a crazy thing that I think they have to really fight for, you know, renaming a street. Uh, but the real thing is, is that it really accuses these council members of rushing, you know, the process really by hiding the issue on council agendas to really limit these kinds of, uh, council debates, uh, and also to limit the, the participation of the public. You know, uh, listing discussion topics under vague terms, which include workshop procedures for street name changes. You know, the lawsuit says changing the street name will force businesses on the corridor to spend tens of thousands of dollars, at least 50000 uh, But the cost, the costs include, but are not limited to, changing addresses on bank accounts, licenses, business insurance, franchise tax board, chamber of commerce, water, sewer, vehicle registration, operator-tenant contract agreements, and changes of address with all vendors and delivery operators. You know, uh, this this corridor exists along more than 10-mile stretch, um, and I think Fresno County Board of Supervisors rejected the name change, resulting it in the names that would hopscotch between the two names, causing delays in emergency services and deliveries and GPS. So, peop, there's two there's two thing there's two sides of the story which are crazy to me. Uh, but business owners and operators or on operators on the street say they have no closeness to Caesar Chavez. And we're upset that the city council would not even seek other ways to honor Cesar Chavez if that was the intent, you know. And I believe that's a, a, a great issue. It's like, why are you going to have to name the 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 uh, the street Cesar Chavez? You could name a hospital Cesar Chavez. You could name a school, you know, a, a library of some sort. Uh, but according to the lawsuit, Cesar Chavez was very divisive, alienated many farmers, uh, and packing houses and grocery stores and retaliated against those who did not join us, his union. He was not a Fresno native and never lived in Fresno. So it just points out that, you know, Ventura Avenue was the original heart for Armenians settling in Fresno and also home to the Holy Trinity Armenian Apostolic Church. Um, but I'm not too sure of how... Yeah, I understand the history of the area. It, it, it's just, it's just, a, it's just gonna be one of those things. Is which outweighs more? So they really want to keep those historical streets the way they are, and it also just, you know, I I feel like the city doesn't really offer much to the African American history or heritage, uh, which I think you know should be recognized also. Uh, in in Fresno, um, but the lawsuit seeks to declare the street name change null and void, 
and a permanent injunction to keep the city from taking any action on those three street names. So it's going to be a crazy situation. See what happens. Uh, I just want to let you guys know that there is a lawsuit happening over a street named Cesar Chavez um, amongst the three street names that are Kings Canyon, Ventura, and California Avenue. So just want to let you know what's going on and keep your eyes open and see what's to come. Now let's talk about the Valley FC who were in the Elite Eight and they ended up taking on the CD Delfines de Abasolo uh, right in for the championship soccer uh, Elite Eight. And what a great season that the Valley FC had. Uh, they didn't end up getting the win. They fell short against a very talented team. But this concludes, you know, the 2023 spring season campaign. And I just hope that, you know, our their supporters got the action that they deserved throughout this whole season. I mean, Valley FC played great throughout the season, you know, really put it on for the local scene. And I can't wait to see what more they have to offer the Valley. Um, I just hope that, you know, they get they get right. They uh, focus on this loss and uh, they can come from this next time. Um, it's going to be a great, great uh, thing for Valley FC to continue to uh, build um, their status here in the local scene. And I can't wait for next season. That way we can continue to support Valley FC. So make sure you guys are staying on top of the, uh, the local sports. And also make sure you guys support Valley FC anyway, anyhow. Now let's start talking about our Central Valley Fuego. As they are number 11 in the USL League 1 division. And uh, their record holds at 5-1-11. and 11. And last week, they ended up taking on the Charlotte Independents, who are third in the USL 1 division, and they ended up beating them 2-1 to one in a great game. Uh, they We scored our first goal in the 19th minute by Eck, and then in the 39th minute, uh, scored by Chavez. And we've been just on a roll ever since then, being able to just continue our dominance on the field, um, we really limited our offsides this past game, our yellow cards. Uh, one thing for sure is we need to control our fouls and then control the possession of the ball. But other than that, we had four shots on target uh, and two of those guys went in. So I am super proud of the Central Valley Fuego and they will be having their next match. Saturday, July 29th versus one Knoxville SC. And that will be at the Fresno State Soccer Stadium. So make sure you guys get out there. Uh, 7.30 is pretty a late start, so it shouldn't be as hot as it is during the day. But make sure you guys are supporting your Central Valley Fuego. Now let's talk about our Fresno Grizzlies, who have a record of 19-7. and uh, Their first in the California League North Division. Um, and they've been playing excellent balls of late. Uh, they ended up taking on the Modesto Nuts last week at home. 
and they ended up splitting that series 3-3. They beat the Modesto Nuts their first game on Tuesday, 7-2. They lost their second game on Wednesday, 2-3. They won their third game on Thursday, 5-4. Then lost their fourth game on Friday, 4-11. Then they ended up winning their fifth game, 4-3, and then losing their last game, 4-5. And this week, they started their road trip against the Inland Empire, and uh, they already have a 1-1 uh, split right now. Uh, they lo- they won their first game 3-1 to on Tuesday, and then they lost their second game yesterday 2-8. to And then they'll have four games left on the road uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then in August, the first week of August next week, they will be having uh, a, a home stand against the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes, uh, and they'll be at home with different nights that week. So make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on your Fresno Grizzlies. Now let's talk about the Fresno Pro-Am, which they'll be having their championship game, uh, I believe, this weekend. Uh, What a great way to to end the the Pro-Am as they'll be having all-star rosters. Um, Just some of the names that will be coming is all-star Jerron Powers, Darren Person Jr., Brandon Duckworth, Ryan Chavez II, Seth Johnson Dawson, uh, Tyus Parrish Tillman, Rock Johnson Jr., Nico Thomas, Cam Clark, Tay Ballard, Greg Smith, Desi Barrymore Jr., Cash Williams, and just a great all-star NBA game this Sunday at Fresno City College. This is the Pro-Am. Like I said, um, they'll be having back-to-school giveaways. They'll be giving away backpacks, school supplies, iPads. So make sure you guys make it out to the finale. Like I said, it's going to be an NBA game, 2 p.m., Sunday, July 30th for the Fresno Pro-Am. And that's at Fresno City College. And they said the start time is at noon. But I'd get there early, get a good seat. I know there's going to be a lot of people, especially when the families are invited and children are really are the going to benefit from this a lot. So make sure you guys uh, check out the Pro-Am. I know they've been doing such great work around the city by the community and bringing together some of the best basketball talent to a community that definitely needs it. So make sure you guys support the program this weekend as they will be having their back to school giveaway. So it's a great cause and make sure you guys make the effort to support it. Now let's talk about the 2023 women's world cup. And I just want to talk about our group group E uh, which the United States are number one right now. They have a record of one and one, um, one win and one um, tie, which the United States beat Vietnam for their first win, three to zero. Uh, that was on Friday, July 21st. And then yesterday, they had their second game versus the Netherlands, and they ended up tying uh, that game. Um, And then they'll be having their next game on Tuesday, August 1st versus Portugal. And then they advance to the next round and they'll end up playing uh, 
in the next round after that. So this is a great, great time of the year as women's soccer to me is uh, amazing. I love to support it. Um, and I can't wait to be able to watch uh, one of the women's World Cup games. Even if it's not America, I mean, the women to me are passionate. They have so much skill. And they definitely are out there to to really bring havoc to the next other team. Uh, but so far, uh, the, the United States have been uh, just killing it. Um, they're gonna have their they're gonna have their uh, work cut out for them against Portugal, but we'll have to see that um, on Tuesday. So make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on your USA women's soccer team. Now let's talk about the MOB, and we'll start off with the NL West. Uh, I want to talk about just the Dodgers, how they've been playing real well right now. They have a record of fifty eight and forty three, and they're first in the NL West. And last week. The Dodgers ended up taking on the Rangers on the road uh, for a three-game series, and they ended up going 3-0 in that series. Uh, the Dodgers beat the Rangers their first game 11-5. Then the Dodgers beat the Rangers their second game 16-3. Then the, uh, Actually, the Rangers beat the Dodgers 8-4, so the, so the Dodgers only went 2-1 in that series. Um, and then they ended up going on the road against the Blue Jays, which they ended up going 2-1 and one against the Blue Jays. Uh, the first game, they lost to the Blue Jays 6-3. to three. Then the Dodgers beat the Blue Jays 8-7. Uh, to seven. And then the uh, Blue Jays beat the Dodgers 8-1. to one. Uh, And then this weekend, the Dodgers will be at home uh, to face off against the Reds. And then during the week, the Dodgers will face off against the A's. Now let's talk about my San Francisco Giants who are two games behind the Dodgers at 56 and 47 for the second place in the NL West. And la and over the weekend, uh, the Giants took on the Nationals, and they ended up getting swept by the Nationals, uh, losing their first game 3-5, to five, losing their second game 1-10, to 10, and then losing their uh, third game 1-6. to six. Then the, the Giants ended up having to take on the Tigers, on Monday, uh, for a remake, a, a remake of a game that they needed to uh, redo, and they lost to the Detroit Tigers five to one, and then they ended up playing uh, the Athletics during the week, and the Giants ended up uh, defeating the Athletics in that two-game series. Both games, uh, they beat the A's two to one. Their first game on Tuesday, and then yesterday the Giants beat the A's eight to three. Um, and then this weekend, the Red Sox will take on the Giants at home. And then the Diamondbacks will take on the Giants at home again during the week. So make sure you tune in for more on the San Francisco Giants. Now let's talk about the Padres, who have a record of 49-54. and 54, And they're fourth in the NL West right now. Uh, last week, the Padres had a three-game series versus the Detroit Tigers. And they ended up going 2-1 and one in that. Uh, series, the Padres beat the Tigers five to four their first game. The Padres beat the Tigers fourteen to three their second game, and then the Tigers beat the Padres three to one their third game. Then the Padres took on the Pirates at home during the week, and they ended up going one and two in that series. Uh, the Pirates beat the Padres eight to four on Monday. Then the Padres beat the Pirates 5-1 on Tuesday. 
And then yesterday, the Pirates beat the Padres 3-2. And this weekend, the Padres will be at home versus the Rangers. And then the Padres will take the Rockies on the road uh, during the week. So make sure you tune into the Blaze Podcast for more on your Padres. Now let's talk about the NFL. I just want to talk about uh, one acquisition that uh, the Titans ended up getting, DeAndre Hopkins, in what they... I feel like they have a struggling receiving core. And with this addition, Hopkins, uh, I think, is going to be a great fit for the Titans. Uh, but the real question is, is is there any gas left in uh, DeAndre Hopkins' tank? Um, you know, the 2022, he was uh, marred with uh, a suspension by the Cardinals um, and ended up having some some struggles through the whole season, only really raking up 717 yards in really nine games, you know, and this is uh, hopefully going to be a boost for him and also for the Titans as the Titans receiving core is ranked 30th in the preseason receiving core uh, rankings and fell outside the top 20 in most last season. Um, the, the Titans and wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins made things official uh, as they ended up signing for a two-year deal worth a reported $26 million with additional $3 million per year available in incentives. You know, th- this is a 31-year-old veteran who is one of the best wide receivers in the game and has really suffered this past couple of years, uh, one for injury and one for suspension, which was violating the league's performance-enhancing drug policy. Um, but that only led him having a short season last year. But... Hopkins put up the worst receiving grade since really his rookie season, casting doubts on his future and really what he might bring to the Titans franchise. But I believe Hopkins, who is, his hands has to be one of the best hands in the league has ever seen. Um, I think it might be a good fit for him, and especially in a system that, is has already needing a top wide receiver. So he's definitely going to be looked at throughout next season. And I can't wait to see how well he does. I'm a big uh, DeAndre Hopkins fan. I just hope that, you know, he turns his career around with the Titans. And this weekend, I just want to remind you, we got UFC 291, which is highlighting Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje. In a tough match, I believe. And then for the co-main event, they got Jan Blackowitz versus Alex Pereira. This is going to be a tough, tough bout for both uh, the main event and co-main event. Uh, it's going to be a great one for the UFC. And I just hope that uh, we might see some uh, other matches like Stefan Thompson uh, versus Michael Pereira. And then also Tony Ferguson versus Bobby Green. It's going to be... Probably one of the best cards that I've seen uh, UFC put together in a while where uh, you got great fighters throughout the whole night. So make sure you check out UFC 291 and let me know what you guys think. And also this weekend, I want to talk about the Errol Spence Jr. fight versus Terrence Crawford. It's going to be a pay-per-view event, which will be a heavyweight bout light after the forced withdrawal from one of the participants. Uh, This is going to be a great fight. It's going to be taking place in Las Vegas. So make sure you guys check out this heavyweight fight 
versus Spence versus Crawford that was scheduled to encounter um, and had to be postponed, but will now miss the opportunity to trade blows in Las Vegas. But we'll be able to see uh, this fight right here, uh, Spence versus Crawford, which I think is going to be a crazy, crazy matchup. When they're both undefeated, undisputed, and unprecedented, I think this is going to be a pound-for-pound pound one of the greatest matches we might have seen since, um, I don't know, who was who the Triple G and Canelo. Um, yeah, that was the last probably big, big fight. So this is going to be a great one, pay-per-view, and I think it's going to go probably down to the, to the wire. So make sure you guys check out uh, the boxing match this week as well. But I want to thank you for pushing play each and every week. Your guys' support goes a long way for this independent podcast. I just want to remind you to tune in tomorrow to the Blaze Talks. We'll be having J-Lab Basketball and Diamond Fitness. So make sure you guys tune into that uh, pod and make sure you guys support everything local, all your local businesses, all your local artists, and all your local podcasts. I'm Alejandro Oveda signing off episode 231.